1: campfires throughout the western United States, cowboys still tell of the deeds of the famous masked rider of justice. He fought crime wherever he found it, and did more than any other single man to bring law and order to the frontier. With his faithful Indian companion Tonto, and his great horse Silver, the phantom rider of the plains faced countless dangers with unfailing courage. And now, adventure comes to life
2: once more. The Lone Ranger rides again! Come on, Silver, old the wagon train! All of yours.
1: I'll As the Lone Ranger flashed by on Silver, we heard him say that a wagon train was in trouble. The wagon train, led by old Peter Ridley, had been suffering increasing difficulties. Amos Carver, once Ridley's firm friend, quarreled with him until the two men scarcely spoke to one another. The entire party took sides... And dissatisfaction grew daily. But when they reached the point where the Oregon Trail and the Santa Fe Trail divided, the trouble reached a crisis. As our first act opens, the wagon train had made camp for the night. Amos Carver is talking to Sam Dougal, a scout. That's right, Sam. I've stood for all I'm a home. I don't know where Pete gets off, thinking he's the only fellow in this wagon train who knows anything. Well, Mr. Carver, I'd say you ought to be the leader of this party instead of him. Ain't no reason why I couldn't do just as well. And you're a heap better liked by folks than he is. And why not? You don't see me telling folks that everything they do is wrong. Uh-huh. Like us hunting them buffalo today. Blast it all, why shouldn't we hunt buffalo if we've a mind to?
2: Ain't hurting him any, is it? Of course it
1: ain't. It's just like Pete. You don't think of something first, and it ain't right for anybody else to think of it. I tell you, Sam, I'm going to kill all the buffalo I want. Shucks. Tell us, got to have some kind of sport. To hear Pete tell it, you think it was a crime? Yeah, but he's the leader. Well, I suppose you'd better do what he tells you. Hm. It's likely he'd make trouble for you if you was to cross it. Just let him try it. Why, that addle-headed old buzzer Sam, ain't going to take you. T- folks side again, You? Did he say that? Now, look here, Mr. Carver. I, mean, I ain't one to stir up hard feelings. I'm
2: asking you a question.
1: Well, I... So
2: he did, Huh? Well, I'll show him who's got the most friends. Next time I see Pete, him and me is going to have a showdown.
1: I wouldn't want you to let on I said anything, Mr. Carver. You ain't
2: told me nothing I didn't know already. Tell me what to do, Willie. Thinks folks are sad with him, does he? Well, I'll teach him to reckon with Amos Carver for a change.
1: Well, I'd better be getting along, Mr. Carver. I got me some work that's waiting to be done.
2: Uh, you run across that old goat. You just tell him I got something up my sleeve he
1: ain't expecting. If he don't like it, he no blame. Well, what he can do?
2: Hey, what are things here
1: store in the back of our wagon? having <laughs> trouble with your things? Yeah. Anybody seen Jim around? He borrowed my... Egg. Just seen Jim away back. Uh, thanks. Hello there, Mr. Ridley. Howdy, Sam. Fixing your wagon? Yeah. All something wrong with the blame thing. Say, what's this I hear about you and Amos hunting buffalo today? It weren't my fault, Mr. Ridley. Amos put you up to it, eh? Well, I'm just working for you fellas. I got to do what I'm told to, don't I? Uh, I figured it was that Edgis ID killing buffalo just for the fun of it. I told Mr. Carver we shouldn't. Buffalo's for food. Everybody that lives in this country, redskins and whites both, depend on it for the living. It's a sin to kill them for sport. That's right. And that ain't all. Seems as if nothing suits Amos anymore. If I'm for something, then he's a it. Sure as shooting. Well, I guess he figures folks would rather have him for a leader than you, Mr. Ridley. Oh, he does, does he? Well, I don't aim to talk when I shouldn't, I heard him saying something about having a showdown with you. Then that's just what we are going to have. Of course, this ain't none of my affair, but it seems to me when one fellow's the leader, then the others ought to do as he says. And that's just what Amos is going to do. I'll make that dern sorry he ever crossed me. Look, ain't that Amos coming this way? Well, that's him, sure enough. We're going to have it out right now. I hate to see trouble between you two, Mr. Redley. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Amos asked it and he's going to get it. I want some words with you, Pete. Say or say, Amos. Then I got things to tell you.
2: Oh, fella, you keep my... still, Sam. I know you've been wanting to smooth things over, but there ain't no chance. Amos,
1: you're a derned idiot.
2: I am, am I? Mm. Well, listen to me, you old goat. You're going to hear some things you ain't hankering after. Yeah? I heard you've been hollering because me and Sam here shot some buffalo. You two of you to tell me what I can do.
1: I'm the boss of this wagon train, that's who. And I'm giving you an order right now that's going to be obeyed. And what's that? There ain't going to be no more shooting a buffalo. That's than it's for food. Killing them off just for the fun of it's got stuff. I hear you. But you ain't giving me orders no more. Then why not? Because I've been talking to some of the other folks, and they're tired of the way you've been running things. Yeah. We decided we're getting out. Yeah. The trail branches off just ahead. When morning comes, we're going one way and you're going the other. That suits me just fine. One is the Oregon Trail, and the other's the Santa Fe. You can take your pick. Don't matter none to me. And we'll be choosing the Oregon Trail. Good enough. There's about half the folks who say they'll follow my lead. We'll pass the word along and when we come to the fork... The folks can turn off one way or the other, just as they've a mind Honest, I wish there was some way to fix it up between you fellas. Well, there ain't. I've known Amos since he was knee high to a grasshopper, and he's never had good
2: sense. Yeah, And you all has been the same stubborn dilute you are right now. Good night.
1: The next day, we find Tonto, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, in the hills. Not far from the camp of the covered wagons. He's crept as close as possible to a group of outlaws who are posing as trappers. His powerful horse is concealed behind rocks. He hears Rick Logan speaking. Sam ought to report pretty quick now. Yeah, you ought to. He's been on the wagon train from Fat River up to now. I counted on him having things fixed so the wagons would divide when they got here. Hey,
3: Rick. Just a minute. What's the matter, Buck? i just been wondering. Let me see that shooting iron, will you? Here.
2: What ails you, Yeah, You down right queer.
1: Them bushes ain't moving from no breeze.
2: Oh, what the... I got him. A
1: redskin hidden in bushes. Come on, let's see what he looks like. There goes his horse. Never mind the horse. What's this engine doing around here? I don't know. i seen them bushes moving. I figured some prowler might be around. Oh, He ain't killed. Your bullet just grazed him. Toss a rope around him for the time. We can decide later what to do with him. All right, boss. Say, Rick, there's Sam coming now. He's right on time. Move it. Move it. Move it. Anyway. well, We've been waiting for you, Sam. Let me get away before... Howdy, fellas. Well, what's the news? <laughs> I got good news. Boys, this is the slickest stud we ever pulled off. You got everything set? I worked it just like you said, boss. Them two galoots was just spoiling for a fight. Oh. Say, where'd the engine come from? Buck just now caught him outside camp. He creased the redskin scout scalp for him. Ooh. Now, where in thunder have I seen that engine afford, oh. Never mind him! I want to hear about the way things set. Well, boss, I played Carver and old Ridley again, each other, right from the start. Well, I figured it could be done that way. <laughs> and they were so blamed jealous of each other, they was ready to believe anything I told them. <laughs> I wasn't with them two days before they was fighting about who was to ride to the head of the wagon train and who was to stay at the rear.
4: <laughs> Pretty slick. I
1: made Carver think that Ridley didn't like what he was doing. Then when Carver started shooting off his mouth, I told Ridley that Carver was just trying to fix it so he'd be, boss. Don't look like you missed any tricks, Sam. I sure didn't. Before I was through, they was arguing about everything from the food to the way the wagons ought to line up. You all, it was the smoothest talker I ever heard. <laughs> and all the time, I made them think I was trying to keep them friendly. If you told them it was me got out of the and they wouldn't believe you.
2: Well, what decided them to bust up? <laughs>
1: That's the best yet. Yeah? I got to arguing about buffalo. Oh, huh? what's that? <laughs> it's a fact, so help me. Old Ridley was dead set again, killing off the buffalo for the fun of it. And then what? So when I told Carver the way Ridley figured, why, there wasn't nothing to do but he'd shoot as many buffalo as he blamed, please. And now the wagon train is split up for sure? You bet it is. One half's going to Texas and the other half's heading for California. They carrying plenty of cash with them? Uh-huh. They sold everything they had before they started moving farther west. <laughs> well, they're just the sort of folks we want to meet up with, then. What's your plans? Well, now that they've divided up, we can raid either one of them without taking chances. Yeah. First, we'll go after the bunch that's taking the Oregon Trail. You see, they most likely will get through Saddle Pass before they make camp for the night. Yeah, Carter said they aim to get that first. And once through the pass, there won't be no chance of their friends giving them any help. How's that? Shucks. That pass is so near, two fellas with extra guns can hold off a troop of soldiers if they wanted to. Then when we've finished, we can get the others. You're going to get started pretty soon? Oh, we'll wait an hour or so. Needn't start that early the way wagon trains travel. We can take a time. Oh, How about the engine here? We'll leave Buck behind to guard him. Maybe later on we can fix it some way to make it look like it was engines did the raiding. Good enough. And when that wagon train gets through the pass, we'll be there to make them folks feel
2: right to home. Yes, sirree. They're going to get a red hot welcome.
1: The Lone Ranger was camped only an hour's ride from the headquarters of the outlaws. At the sight of Whitefellow returning without his master Tonto, he was instantly aroused.
2: Whitefellow, what's happened? Where's Tonto? You know where he is,
1: old fellow. Do you want me to follow you? Silver, if anything's happened to Tonto, we'll help him. Whitefellow, I wonder if Tonto could have found the animal we've been hunting. Silver, we're ready, Whitefellow. Lead the way, and we'll follow. Come on, Silver. <laughs> Laws departed early, planning to make the trip to Saddle Pass without hurrying. They left Tonto still, bound to the tree, apparently unconscious. The outlaw, Buck, remained behind to guard him. There, there, Redskin. You come to yet? I oh. yeah, sure run a nice furrow across your scalp with my shooting iron. You're darn lucky you wasn't killed. Oh, you, you shoot you me?
3: <laughs> it was me, all right. And it ain't gonna do you no good to look at me like it feel
1: pleased to carve me up. You won't be getting loose from them ropes. What you do with white feller? Is the name of that white horse of yours? Uh, he got away. I sure wanted to throw my rope on him. He was a swell piece of horse flesh. Him good horse. Maybe him get a <laughs> mule. Are you loco, Injun? Now, uh, just how'd that horse get me? Maybe you see. <laughs> That's a good one, that is. <laughs> hey, what are you staring at? Me not stare. You sure was. You wouldn't be up to no tricks, would you? Tonto, not see anything. Uh-huh. maybe you did. I think I'll do a little investigating. I'll go. Yeah! Oh! <laughs> tonto, you all right? Tonto, all right. Tonto, see you come. Yes, I was afraid this man might guess that someone was behind him. Here, I'll cut these ropes. White fella, bring you. Yes, he led me here. You tie up, that fella. I will. Then we ride past. Why? That plenty trouble. Me tell you what Tonto here. I want to hear your story, Kimosabe. Tonto, tell you. Then maybe we save white people. <laughs>
0: Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to adore every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! ha uh-huh. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga!
3: To the Loot Gaming video game box! <laughs>
0: you're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
1: Of light, a cloud of dust,
2: and a hearty, silver, and the Lone
1: Ranger. Now to continue our story. Sam Dougal, an outlaw, was hired by Peter Ridley, the leader of a wagon train. Sam brought about a quarrel between Ridley and Carver, which led to the party's division. Tonto, scouting near the camp of outlaws, was captured, but later freed by the Lone Ranger when the outlaws departed to attack a wagon train. The faithful Indian told the masked man of the outlaw's plans. It is late afternoon as our second act opens. Peter Ridley, riding at the head of the wagon train, slowly making its way down the Santa Fe Trail, is speaking to a companion. I tell you, Jake, I've known Amos Carver man and boy for over 35 years. And I've yet to see the day you could get sense into his head without a sledgehammer. You was mighty good friends once, Pete. Well, we ain't no more. You don't seem right somehow. Some of us are heading for Texas and some for California. Maybe we won't never see the other folks again. Uh, serves them right for following a mutton head like Amos. Yeah, we ain't so far along, but what we could join up. Look here, Jake. What's done is done. There ain't no going back. That's the last word I got to say. Well, Paul always did say there weren't no worse enemies than them that had been friends. Ain't seen nothing of Sam Dougal, have you? Nope, not since early morning. Reckon he went with Amos. Maybe. Well, I'll be... look over yonder. That might be Sam now. Huh? See them two fellas riding this way? Mm-hmm. Gosh almighty, ain't they covering the ground, so. Neither well, one of them, Sam. How come you know that? They're riding white horses. Sam's horse was a bay. You want no match for either of those critters. They sure are beauties. Come on, over. What was he hollering? I don't know. I couldn't make it out. Well, they sure ain't wasting time getting here. Leaping catfish. One of them's masked. The other's a redskin.
2: It's a redneck!
1: That's me, stranger. Right over here. Pull up here, Jake. Ain't a hold-up, is it? Two fellas hold up a wagon train? <laughs> Jake, sometimes you ain't got a mic more sense than he.
2: Oh, who's the
1: Who You're Peter Ridley. That's me. What's on your mind? Ridley, you've been tricked. Huh? What's that? Outlaws divided your train to make it easier to attack. Mister, what kind of a stunt is this? Sounds kind of funny for a fellow wearing a mask to talk of outlaws. But I'm not an outlaw. Well, then how about the mask? I can explain that later. Now you must listen to me. Pete,
2: there's something about this fella I like.
1: Maybe he ain't an outlaw. You need me to handle this, Jake. Amos Carver and his party will be wiped out unless you hurry. This ain't some trick, is it, stranger? My friend was captured by the outlaws. You can see the bullet wound they gave him. Yeah? And how come he still living? He pretended to be unconscious when the outlaws made their plans. They let him live because they didn't believe he'd hurt them. Go on. They'll attack the other party somewhere beyond Saddle Pass. Just a minute. Where'd you get the darn fool notion that outlaws spit up my wagon train? Sam Dougal is an outlaw. He brought about the quarrel. That was his purpose when he joined your party. <laughs> stranger... Sam was the most peaceable fellow you ever seen. He was always trying to smooth things out. You don't believe me? No, sir, mister. You ain't going to get me to swallow a story like that. Pete, you're just as stubborn as Amos. I can't see the harm in checking up on what this fellow says. The outlaws are traveling slowly, but if you don't ride at it once, it'll be too late. Now, hold on. Maybe you're an outlaw. Maybe you're just planning to get the men folks away from here and. Here, wait. There's Chuck. Seems in as big a hurry as these fellas. Looks like he's been over the back trail, the direction he's coming. Whoa oh, there, boy.
2: Whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh. whoa. Hey, Pete. Pete! What's ailing you, Chuck? There's something wrong with Carver's wagon train. Something powerful wrong.
1: Yeah? I'm so darned out of breath, I can hardly talk. What if you got something to tell? Tell it. I just came from Saddle Pass way. Now, what tarnation was you doing over there? Well, you,
2: you see, Sarianne is with the other folks. I'm in the blazes with Sarian. Talk off. Huh? I was almost to the pass when I, I heard some shooting. <laughs> Most
1: likely Amos, gunning for Buffalo. There's a heard over his way.
2: Buffalo, nothing. Them shots was aimed at me. Somebody was trying to keep me out of that pass. Pete, I bet the mask color was right all the
1: time. Amos sure wouldn't fire at Chuck. The outlaws are there now. You really figure it's out, Of course. But we may be able to save Carter's party if you bring your men at once. Can they hold off the outlaws for a time? Them sidewinders won't get Amos without trouble. Are you going to do something, Pete? Am I? Amos ain't got much sense, but he's my friend. And I'll fill the fellow full of lead that tries to do him harm. Come on, stranger. Let's get going. <laughs> The Low Ranger organized the men in Ridley's party to ride to the rescue of their friends. With the masked man in the lead, they raced toward Saddle Pass. As they charged down upon the narrow cut, they were met with a volley of shots.
2: I don't want to get through that pass. The rest of the outlaws are surrounding the wagon. Shall we try it anyhow, stranger? We can't. They can easily shoot us from cover as we approach. We've got to do something. We just got to. Let's stop before we get within that range. We've got to ride through that pass. That's right, Pete. And I've got to save Sarah Ann. If them coyotes harm her out.
1: The wagon frame is still holding out. The outlaws wouldn't be blocking the pass. How do you figure that? They'd have no reason to stay if their work were finished. Yeah, that sounds like sense. There may be another way to reach Carver. There ain't no other way, stranger. We can't ride up them cliffs. That's right. Now can we ride through the pass? Carver wouldn't be helped by our death. To blazes with that. If our friends is killed, we might as well be too. And leave the women and children in your own party unprotected. No, we can't do that. He's right. I guess we were so blamed mad we were forgetting. If only you and Amos hadn't broke up, Pete. And all because of them blame buffalo. Buffalo, huh? Didn't we pass some of the main herd beyond that rise? Well, oh, yes, but so I. How far beyond the pass is Carver's party? Oh, must be near a mile. You can see the fighting going on through the cut. And I have a plan I believe will work. Something to save, Amos? Yes. Then tell us your scheme, stranger, and we'll do anything you say. <laughs> The Lone Ranger outlined his plan to the men, and they went into action. But in the meantime, the outlaw's attack was proceeding as their leader had ordered. The greater part of the gang, taking no risks, slowly wore down the resistance of Amos and his men. The remainder, including Rick Logan and Sam Dougal, held their positions at the pass. Rick is speaking. We're doing all right, ain't we, Sam? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like you said, Rick, a whole troop of cavalry couldn't get through this pass unless we let them. Uh But we ain't letting them. How are the boys making out with the wagon train? Taking it careful, like I told them. Ain't no use rushing the wagons. They can stand off and snipe them without getting shot themselves. It'll take a long time that way, boss. What about it? We ain't in no hurry. Nobody can get past us to give my hand. It'll be dark for long. All the better. If they light fires, they can be shot at without no trouble.
4: And if they don't...
1: The boys can sneak up to the wagons without being seen. Guess you're right, boss. Ever seen the time Rick had things figured wrong? (laughs) You just bet I don't. (laughs) Did you see how that bunch that came with the big ombre and the white horse stopped real sudden? (laughs) They didn't take to the taste of lead we gave them. They sure pulled up without no hesitation. I sort of hoped they'd keep on it has been fun taking them fellers off. Yeah. Wonder <laughs> yeah. what they're up to now. They done the only thing they could do. What's that? Turned around and read back to where they come from. Yeah, they must have. The hurry they was in, they probably figured we was like to chase them. That's funny. What's funny? What's that trembling in the ground? Huh? My golly, I I don't know. Like there was a whole herd of cattle running wild. There ain't no cattle in this country. There ain't, and that's a fact. Now I wonder. Hey, boss, take a look. Where? What do you mean? Down the valley. See it? Buffalo. What well, a thousand. Of... Yeah. What in thunder brought them this way? They was grazing out in the prairie the last I seen of them. It's a stampede! Look at them raise the dust. Say, ain't there some fellows on horses chasing them. My golly, there is! And one of it was the same hombre we saw before, the fellow with the big white horse. That's him.
2: The buffalo's heading right for the pass. If they come busting through here, we uh, ain't, ain't going to no chase. Fish. Stop, buffalo! them have gone loco. Fire at them! Try to turn them. The shots! Don't waste them. Keep on shooting; they got to be stopped. They're traveling in such a I'm getting out of here. Say you are. If you move out, I'll get you will live. on, listen. If they on. get through, we're licked. Keep on shooting. You can't stop them. You can't. I'm telling you. Go on, that should be high as soon as you travel on. They're in the pass. Can't stop them no more in a mountain slide. Watch out, hey, watch out. We gotta run. Run for it, fellas. they right on us. Run for your
1: life. The maddened herd of buffalo, urged on by the Lone Ranger and Ridley's men, thundered through the pass, whipping all before it. As they cleared the way, the masked man and his companions raced through the pass.
2: Come on, sir! I of yours. The wagon train must be saved. them! out of I'm I give up. Let
1: me be. I give up. I tell you. Sam, you was an outlaw like some ass fellow said. Whitley, this gang has made a practice of attacking small wagon trains. Well, they ain't going to do it no more, thanks to you, stranger. We'll have one of the men tied up at their camp. We can get him later. Get
4: along,
1: you low-down sidewinder. Get along before I ventilate your hide.
2: Don't shoot. Watch out for that gun. I'm doing what you tell me, ain't I? You'd better. You know what's good for you. Amos!
4: Pete
2: by the eternal...
1: Huh. How oh, you hurt, Amos. <laughs> there you scratch. Uh, and are the others all right? Shucks, none of them are hurt so bad that time won't mend them. <laughs> but you sure come along just in time. Yeah, but it was the mask fellow got us here. It was him that thought of stampede and the buffalo. You were fortunate to survive this danger. <laughs> Aren't we, though? But you'll meet many more dangers before your journey is over. We've learned that, stranger. If you travel separately, neither party will be strong enough to defend itself.
2: Oh, just what are you getting at, stranger?
1: Forget your quarrels and reunite. You owe it to the people you lead. Well, uh, I'm willing.
2: Oh, you old goat! You listen to me. I, uh, I was bent for trouble, and I got it. <laughs>
1: Here's my hand to show I'm sorry. You really mean you want to join up with me again, Amos?
2: Ain't that what I'm saying? Shake.
1: We're (laughs) friends again. Even if you are a stubborn old idiot. (laughs) Uh, There's another thing, Pete. Yeah?
4: About
2: them buffalo.
1: They saved my life after I was dead set on killing them for sport. They sure did. (laughs) And I got this to say.
2: The first feller I see shooting them regardless has got me to deal with. And that goes as it stands. Come on, Silver! The south has a problem to solve! I know Silver!
1: Just Heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
1: The stirring deeds of the Lone Ranger have become legends throughout the Western United States. The masked rider of justice struck terror to the hearts of the lawless who preyed upon the law-abiding citizens of the Old West. And now, once more, the thunder of silver hoofs lead us down the trail of adventure. The Lone Ranger rides again.
4: Come on, silver
2: old fellow! Fellows waiting for us in the tall green tree! In the surrey, I know silver!
1: Ranger rode by on silver. He said that he was riding toward Green Tree. A number of mysterious thefts had been committed in the town. The identity of the thief was unknown, but suspicion pointed toward 20 year old Cole Williams, who was employed in the local bank by Jason Rudd. As our story begins we see young Cole after he's returned home from a day at the bank. He is attempting to comfort his mother, who has heard the alarming news.
5: <laughs> oh, son, son. I can't believe that Banker rubber charge you with such a thing.
3: Now, please, Ma, don't take it like that. I ain't the prowl thief that's been working around town.
5: I know you ain't, Cole. I trust you to my dying day. But the way they handle justice out here these days, there's many an innocent man framed for another's crime.
3: Now, I don't want to go to the meeting if you're going to cry this way. If you haven't faith that I'll be proved innocent, no one will have
5: it. There. There now. I'll be all right, Cole. I know you ain't a thief. I know you're a good, hard-working lad that's done everything a boy could to help his maw. The good Lord won't let more trouble come to our family. He knows we had more than our share.
3: Things are going to be all right. Mr. Rudd, the banker, and the sheriff and me are going to talk to old Baldy Bronson tonight. Oh, are you? Sure. I told you we'd be discussing the robberies and coming to some sort of understanding about them tonight.
5: Baldy Bronson was the best sheriff this county ever had.
3: He sure was, and he still has the best thinking head of any man around here. If his legs wasn't paralyzed from that spill he had, he'd still be sheriff.
5: Well, you tell Sheriff Orson and Baldy that you've been home every night when folks lost their cash. And you can prove it by me. I'll tell them all. Why'd they suspicion you in the first place?
3: Mr. Rudd said it was because most of the folks that was robbed was ones that had just drawn cash out in the bank. And I'd be in a position to know just who they was.
5: Well, that's a pretty thin reason to suspect a man of stealing. Of
3: course, there's no reason to suspicion anyone else. No one else would know who the folks that drawed money was.
5: Except Jason Rudd himself.
3: He wouldn't do it.
5: Of course, Baldy'd know. His house being right near the bank, and he's sitting on the porch most of the time. (laughs)
3: Not him, Ma.
5: I don't suppose he would. Well,
3: I'll go to the meeting. Don't you worry no more about it, Ma. I'll trust in the Lord. Oh, Ma, what about that engine that wanted to water his horse? I
5: see where he's still out front. Well, maybe he's hungry. If he
3: is, I'll send him in. I suppose the next thing will happen will be that folks will criticize us for always helping a pilgrim.
5: Well, we can't afford it. But on the other hand, we can't turn no man away.
3: I'll be home as soon as I can get here, Ma. No, I'll
5: be waiting for your call. And trust in Baldy Bronson to find a way to locate the real thief. To clear you of any suspicion. Bye, Ma. Bye.
3: Get all the water you wanted, Injun? Uh, me, thank you. You want some vittles? You hungry? No. No, me. No, oh, no. Well, good camping and good luck. Get him up, white fella. Yeah.
1: Santo, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, had overheard the conversation between Cole and his mother. When he rode away, he determined to repeat it to the masked man. In the meantime, Cole left for the home of Baldy Bronson next door to the bank. There he found Jason and Sheriff Kurt Orson waiting for him.
3: Evening, Mr. Rudd. I'm here, just like you said. Close the door and come in, Cole. We
1: got some serious talking to do.
3: Yes, sir. I reckon you're aiming to ask me about the robberies, ain't you?
1: No, we ain't, Cole. We're forgetting about them for a while. We got something a heap more serious than that to talk about tonight. Baldy here will tell us about it. Son, you ain't heard anything about bank robbers being around this district, have you?
3: Nope, I can't say as I have. reason we're
1: sidetracking them small thefts is because there's bank robbers west of here. Oh. They've been working over this way, and Jason's worried. But what's that, guys? Baldy suggested it'd be a good idea to hide the bank's money. But it's in the safe. From what we hear of these hombres, a safe don't stop them. They use blasting powder and blow it up if they can't unlock it. Gosh. Baldy thought we'd better take the cash out of there and hide it. Yeah you letting me know about this? Why not? You work for me, don't you?
3: you suspicion me of stealing cash from some of the folks in town.
1: Oh, it wasn't that, Cole. I just said you knew who drew money from the bank. That's a little different than you said before. You just didn't savvy, Cole. Forget it. Better get on with the plans, Jason. Yeah, Sheriff. We plan to hide the cash in the back closet of the bank, Cole. It's most all folding money, so it'll be easy to handle. The back closet?
3: But that ain't even got a lock on the door. That's why the crooks never
1: think to look there. I see. And we're the only four to know about it. That's right, Baldy. You and the sheriff here's got to know, in case of trouble with robbers. And if I was hurt or anything happened to me, Cole would have to be able to get the money. Yeah, that's so. Well, then, I reckon that's all, gents. Me and Cole go over to the bank and take care of moving the cash tonight. Thanks for your suggestion, Baldy. I don't know what we'd do without you. <laughs> Won't them outlaws get a nice surprise if they do show up? They'll be marrying a bunch of wet hornets if they blow open the safe and find it empty. Morning, Jason Rudd rose early and opened the bank an hour before the usual time. He went at once to the place where the money had been hidden and discovered that the cash box had been stolen. He rushed to Sheriff Orson's home.
4: Uh, Sheriff, hey,
1: Sheriff! Sheriff! Sheriff Orson, wake up! Come on out here! Did it work, Jason? Did it work? <laughs> Worked as slick as silk. The cash is gone. Come on in. Baldy's the man to call on next. By Thunder, I got a hand it to Baldy. He worked out a scheme to catch Cole Williams with a good. Well, I'll go with you right now. I'll get my breakfast later on. I was so blamed anxious to see how the whole scheme would work out that I got up with the son. It won't be hard to pin the guilt on Williams. Inside of ten minutes, I have a confession from him. That ought to be easy. I didn't steal the cash, and I know you didn't steal it. And Baldy couldn't steal it. Well, wait till we see what Baldy has to say about it. It's uh, right on the front porch. Same as usual. Yep. Hi there, Joe. Morning, Mr. Rudd. I'm here, Jason. i got things to tell you. We're coming. Joe, can all about your business now. We ain't keeping you for a time. All right, Paulie. Let me know when you want me to tote you back to the house. I will. Set yourself down there, Sheriff Water. Well, thanks, but we got we gotta make an arrest, Baldy. So the cash was stolen. Yep, box and all. Well, Williams did it. I seen him. You did? Yeah, I was sitting close to the window watching for him. If it wasn't him that stole it, it was someone that looked a heck of a lot like him. Couldn't see well in the dark, could you, Baldy? No, but it was a man the size of Williams. We'll tell Cole that you seen him good and clear. That'll help to break him down. And there won't be no question about his confession. And hand him back the cash money he stole. Now we check with Baldy. We'll go call on Cole. Mm. This will end the petty Stephen that's been going around town, all right. After hearing Tonto's story, the masked man had made the acquaintance of Cole and his mother in an effort to solve the thefts in the town. We see him with his Indian companion alone in the big kitchen of the Williams home. The same morning. Being friends with the Williams folks will give us a good start at solving these crimes, Tonto. Mm, That's right. I'm glad we came here first thing this morning.
5: Here's some breakfast, piping hot, stranger. Thank you, Mr. Williams. There. There now, fall to eat you, fill. I sure feel in good spirits this morning. What's happened just goes to prove that it's good judgment to put your trust in heaven. That's right,
3: Ma. It wasn't half an hour after you said that last night that Mr. Rudd showed that he trusted me.
5: I don't suppose you men have heard of outlaws working this way, bank robbers.
1: No, we haven't. You not think us, bad fellow?
5: Six alive, no. I don't judge a man a crook just because he says his mask my goodness, look at that mystery rider. Who? Why, well, that man that rides the white horse, the one they call the Lone Ranger. He travels, masked. Oh. I reckon there ain't no outlaw about him.
3: Paulie Bronson sure has a smart head on his shoulders, Ma. I, I told you last night when I come in how he planned a scheme to trap the bank thieves. Or at least to fool them if they come to town.
5: Yes, you told me about the scheme, Cole. There's one thing I didn't say. What's that? If they figured the thieves would strike at Mr. Rudd's bank... Why didn't they leave someone on hand to watch it?
3: Gosh, that's an idea.
5: Seems to me that would have been a whole lot better judgment than just to hide the money so the robbers couldn't get it.
3: Well, I reckon they didn't come last night anyhow. I didn't hear no blast, did you? No. And Baldy Bronson said they blows blow the safe up with powder if they rob a bank.
1: Don't you think we'd have
5: heard that? Seems like.
1: There seems to be a group of people coming toward the house.
5: Oh, uh, maybe they got word about the thieves. I'll open the door and see who's there.
1: There's quite a few riders in that group.
5: Why, there's Sheriff Orson. Yeah,
3: and Mr. Rudd and a couple of deputies.
5: They're coming here, Cole. They must have word of the thief. I reckon they have. If
1: you don't mind, we'll step into the other room where they won't see us. But
5: stranger. Come on, I,
1: don't, I don't want to explain my mask right now. Uh, we... Oh, here, Mr. Williams. Take these extra plates. Put them away.
5: Well, uh, all
2: right. Oh, oh, oh. Hiya, Sheriff. Here you Come on, boys.
5: We
3: are What's the matter, You He all leaves the
2: Watch What's
5: our don't slip out the back Leave that door open. Oh, what are they talking like that for? Gosh, I, I don't know. They
1: talk like they wanted you again. But they can't. I, I don't know what this means. We want you, Williams. You robbed my bank. And you're going to jail for it. What are you talking about? We've been suspecting you for some time. But now we got your trap, so we won't be able to get away. But, Sheriff, You stole the money from the bank last night, and you were seen doing it. Seen? The bank, I never did. I never stole
5: a thing. I wasn't out in the house last night. There must be a mistake, Sheriff, Mr. Rudd Cole was right here at home all night. I can vouch for it. You
1: boys look around, see if we can find any sign of the cash box. Right, Sheriff,
2: that whole scheme right. last night, Cole, was just a trap for you. Well, Sheriff, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes,
1: you do. Don't try to pull the over our eyes. We've got you now. We suspected all along that you was the one done this thieving around town. But I didn't, I tell you. I didn't. I never stole a thing from anybody. You stole money from the bank last night.
5: That's not true. But... Baldy
1: Bronson had the idea. He figured we could trap you by making you think there was an easy mm-hmm. chance to steal the bank's money and have some outlaws from another county get the blame for it. Yeah, so we let you in on the plan. There never was no bank robbers. <laughs> Reckon that surprised you some, didn't it? I didn't take the money.
2: Hi, Sheriff, what about a box?
1: What's that, Jake?
2: Looks like a cash box to me.
1: It is. It's the box the money was put in.
3: All right, Williams. That's enough.
1: Are you going to confess we have to get rough with you? Where'd you hide that money? I didn't hide the money. I didn't take the money. That cash box hid under the stupid. Evidence enough. I never stole. the box the cash was in. You took the money out.
2: Where'd you put it? Talk, you little sneak thief, or I'll make you wish
1: you had. Where's my money? I ain't got it. I never
2: had it. I don't know nothing about it. Ain't no use trying to deny it. There's just four men knew where that cash was hid. I didn't take it. I don't know where it went. I don't know who took it. All right, boys. Take him to jail. He'll talk before I'm done questioning him. Hey. <laughs> The curtain
4: falls
1: on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us a pause for just a few moments.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
2: of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver and the Lone
1: Ranger. Now to continue our story. Baldy Bronson, ex-sheriff of Green Tree, originated a plan to trap the thief who had been stealing sums of money in town. Cole Williams was permitted to know where certain bank funds were hidden. Then when they disappeared, he was jailed for the theft. An empty cash box found beneath the steps of Cole's home seemed to complete the evidence against him. But the Lone Ranger and Tonto, convinced of the young man's innocence, returned to town that night. We'll call on Baldy Bronson, Tonto. He'll be able to tell us a lot about the scheme that trapped Cole Williams. Him, Sheriff, a long time back. Yes, and he was a good one, too. There aren't many men like Bronson. Him get bad hurt Him, fall. His legs were paralyzed, but it hasn't made him bitter as it would most men. He's been content to watch things happen around him. Oh. There's his house right ahead. Goldie will tell us the truth. That's right. I'm not convinced that Cole Williams is the crook. Maybe Sheriff Crook. Or I believe Sheriff Orson's crooked as soon as I would Cole Williams. Oh, Silver. Oh, oh. oh. I saw it. Oh. Now go up and take a look in that window first, Toto. I want to make sure no one's in the house with Baldy. Uh, better. Better you talk to him alone. Yes. Here's the window. Right now. There he is, sitting by the stove. Him alone? Yes. What you ask him? He's shrewd and understands the situation in town as well as anyone. That's right. I don't see anything in the man who runs his errands for him. Mm, that doesn't matter. Go back to Tonto and stay with the horses. I'm not be long. You want Tonto, you'll him. Very well, Kimosami. Who's there? A friend.
2: Open the door and walk right in. By what the? You're man!
1: You're a Baldy, Bronson?
4: Yes,
2: but who, the Sam
1: Hill, are you? I'm here to ask you for the truth about Cole Williams.
2: Are you the fellow that ran
1: away from his place this morning? Yes. You get out in here. I ain't have nothing to do with a masked man. I came here to get your opinion about Cole Williams. He's guilty. That's all there is to it. Have you any proof of that? I seen him last night. I seen him going right by my window, heading for the bank. It was pretty dark last night. My eyes is good. There ain't many men around here his size. What about the sheriff? Uh, It's not the sheriff. I know that. Why are you so anxious to see Cole Williams found guilty? I'm anxious to see a crook jailed, that's all. You helped frame Williams for that robbery last night. I admit this much, stranger. Take none of your business, but I'm admitting it. I did lay out a scheme to trap him, and he was trapped. He stole the cash from where Jason Rudd hid it. Sometimes facts are not what they seem. What are you getting at? It would have been easy for someone else to have stolen that money and put the cash box under Williams' porch. You got any ideas? Other men besides Cole Williams knew that money was to be hidden. I don't know nothing about that stranger, but the facts stand as far as I'm concerned. Williams was suspected of having stolen money around town, and what he done last night proves it. His mother says he didn't leave the house. (laughs) You ever yet seen a lad's mother that wouldn't lie to save him from jail?
2: Oh, Baldy, I... Hey, now, stick your hands up. Take it easy.
1: Keep him covered, Joe. I ain't to find out who this masked man is. Yeah, well, we'll find out pronto. He been making trouble for you, Baldy? No, he's here for information. But it looks to me like he's in cahoots with Cole Williams. Lucky thing I come. Just drop by to see if you wanted me to fetch you anything before you turn in for the night. Yeah, I want my pipe over there by the stove. I'll toss it to you. Don't you move, stranger. You're covered.
2: How about your tobacco?
4: I got that right here.
1: Now then, stranger... Suppose you take that mask off and let us have a look at your face. I came here for your help, Baldy. You don't seem willing to give it to me. If you're a friend of Cold Williams, let me give you some advice. Yes? Don't interfere in things. It ain't your business. Now take off that mask. I don't think I will.
2: Take it off. You heard what Baldy said? Take off that mask or I'll take it off for you. You drop and You look out. What? Get the guns out of me. Get him. bad-branted injured. You don't let him leave you. don't him leave
1: Hold him, you. You're coming. Stay right where
2: you are. You'll pay for this. You'll pay. Here, yes, yes. Silver, get your horse out of You won't get away with this. You just wait. I learned what I wanted to know, only Thanks for the help you gave me. I'll
1: square things for this. Silver! As the Lone Ranger rode away, Sheriff Kurt Orson was questioning Cole in an effort to make him tell the hiding place of the money he was accused of stealing.
2: We got the boxes in. Now, you may as well confess.
3: I didn't take it. I ain't done nothing to confess.
1: You want me to get real tough with you? It
3: won't matter if you do. You got me locked in jail already for a crime I never done. I was to home
1: last night. You deny you went to the bank? Yes. That soldier lying. By your own admission, you went there with Jason Rudd to put the cash in that closet.
2: But I mean... Now
4: you
1: say you wasn't there at all. I was there with Mr. Rudd. I didn't
3: go back there after that. So you got the cash while you was there the first time? No, oh, no, no, that ain't it. Then how did you get it? I didn't, I... Oh, what's the use? They ain't no use in me denying that I stole it. You got me framed airtight. You wouldn't even believe my ma. He told you I was home all the time.
4: Oh,
3: who
1: right. Hey
2: deputy. Well, whoever that is, and I'm busy, I ain't gonna be disturbed. Let me see the sheriff? He's busy, Joe. Busy a he's gotta come. William's masked partner just left Balling's house. What's that? What mask partner? Sheriff, sure, come on fast. Ball, he's eating you. What for? Cole has some pods, A masked man and a redskin. Them two. What's that? What about him, Williams? Who are they? I don't know. You I... don't know?
1: I, I do know who he's talking about, but I don't know who they
2: are. One of them is on the same horse that ran away from Cole's house when you put him under arrest. I remember.
1: He was hit inside the house. What do you know about him? Nothing.
2: Well, he's the one we want. He's like the
1: one that got the cash Cole to.
2: Well, come on, then. Get some men and start out after him. And Redskin knocked me down. The masked man threw guns on us. Deputy. Yes, sir?
1: Keep a close watch on the prisoner. Don't let no one get to talk to him. And don't let no one in this building. All right, thought I'll allow the squeals. And you, you only bank thief, you count on being busted out. That's why you won't squeal. No. Well, come on, Joe. We'll
2: go hunt this masked man.
1: You don't need to. What? 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 You? Stranger, you're in trouble in your neck. I have you covered. Don't move past
2: Sheriff. But that's him, Sheriff. That's the critter. Well, going to and me, will you? Well, sender. you'll pay for it. You'll pay if it's the last thing I see done.
1: I'm here to show you the real thief. And it is not Cole Williams. Who is it, then? Name him. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. I'll have to show you and show you proof. That's why you're coming with me.
2: Like fun, I am.
1: you too, Joe. But see, here, I... There's not a great deal of time. I want you to, Deputy. Me? Yes. Just to make sure you don't cause trouble, I'm going to rope you all together and take your weapons. I need your help, Williams.
3: But, stranger, don't let yourself in for a term in jail. There ain't no way you can help me. Some dirty rat's been framing me, lying about me, and they've done a complete job of it.
1: We'll see about that. I'll take these trees. Stand oh, hey, back. Michael. Keep your hands where they are.
2: They okay, won't get far.
1: Come out of there, Williams. Take their guns and rope them while I keep them covered. We have to get Jason Rudd to come with us. Joe, the sheriff, and the deputy were roped together. Then, guarded by Cole Williams, they were forced to accompany the lone ranger to Jason Rudd's home. The masked man, guns in hand, aroused the unwilling banker. Come with us, and without argument. Say you can't get away with robbing a man out of bed at gunpoint. We'll discuss that later on. You're coming with me. Cole Williams is outside. Cole Williams? You mean he's out of jail? Yes. The sheriff and his deputy are there also, and so is Joe. What the Sam Hill's taking place? One of the Indian guards is going to strike at the real criminal within the next few minutes, and you're all going to be on hand to see it. Jason Rudd was added to the small group. Then, at the command of the Lone Ranger, they mounted and rode toward the home of Baldy Bronson. Just before they reached their destination, the masked man gave them the word to dismount.
2: Pull up here! Oh, oh, oh.
1: Come the rest of the way on foot. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no, oh, no, no. Yes, no, all of you. You have no choice. Come on. I spoke of an Indian god. I meant the god of fire. Behind that house, you'll see my friend Tonto. He's waiting for the signal from me. Well, not here, stranger. I can still deal in it with you if you don't go no further. They're going all the way, Sheriff. I'm taking desperate measures, but I know no other way to convince you of the truth. They wouldn't believe me if I didn't show you. Show us what? The man who prowled this town in the night, stealing from those who drew money from the bank. Cole Williams! No, oh, it wasn't Williams. It was the man you've all trusted. The man who lives in that house. Baldy Brunson. Well, oh, sure I knew can't. you'd doubt that.
2: Why, well, I took care of Baldy ever since he was hurt. He can't walk.
1: Baldy knew who drew cash from the bank. He lives right next door. Baldy's the one who suggested setting the trap to frame Cole Williams.
2: You're all wrong, and I'll show you if you let me go speak to Baldy. Not
1: just yet. I went there to speak to him, thinking he'd know more about this situation than anyone else in town. I looked through that window to see if he was alone. He was. Baldy was sitting by the stove cleaning his pipe. I went to the door, and in the meantime, he had left his chair and crossed the room. Because a little later on he asked Joe here to get him his pipe from the stove. That's to cook up here yeah, and ain't a shred of truth. Very well, then you'll need more convincing. You'll get it. All right, us of What's that redskin going to do? Watch and you'll see. He's setting fire there. Burn into oh, the right house. Look at him.
2: Oh, Watch oh.
1: Watch closely. He'll
2: be burned alive in there. There we
1: are. If I'm wrong, Tonto we'll get him from the house in time. You will hang for this. Cut the ropes, Cole. I need the hands. Cut those ropes. All right, if you say so. I'll release you, Sheriff. Here's your gun. And the first oh, thing I'll do. Ready? I'm still covering you.
2: Check shoulder! The house fire! Hey. He's running! He's coming out alone. He can walk! Look at him!
1: What about a shot? If this He's don't talking. beat all. And look what he has in his hands. What's he trying to save?
2: The money bag. The bags I put in the bank last night. Come on, come on, deputy. What's the mask oh, never mind him. There's the man we want. Hold on there, Bronson. You're under arrest. Why are you? You trying to trick so me. So you've been the crook all the time. Ain't a thing you can say to will offset the evidence of that money. That fire! That fire! If it hadn't been for that, you never would have known. Yes, I can walk as good as any of you. I could never be sheriff again. That's why I did it. I confessed the whole thing. You're a coyote. I'm
1: Roman enough, Sheriff, to know any defense is useless. The use of my legs come back, and I kept still about it, taking a way to make me rich. There's your money, Jason. Shut up, sir. that's that. that. Now that it's served his purpose, you're going to keep it? Keep it. mean to say you ain't looked in it since you stole it last night? No. <laughs> why? I didn't like the trust of the law trapping Cole Williams and getting back the money. So I didn't put cash in the box. Oh, I put in blank paper instead.
2: And I get catched in my own trap trying to steal blank paper. Oh, There's silver, old boy. a ahead. I oh
1: You have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting PhoenixMedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
1: the Lone Ranger's thrilling fight against outlaws and crime will not be found in the written pages of American history. However, the exciting stories of the mysterious phantom figure of the plains, his great horse Silver and his faithful Indian companion Tonto, are as vivid today as they were in the pioneer days of the West. Adventure returns as silver shot hoofs thunder down the trails of long ago. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver,
2: fellow! There's work to be done in Los Palmos County! It was hurry! Fire, old Silver! on!
1: At the end of the Civil War, Bolivar Bates and Hackshaw Hawkins had driven westward with little to show for their careers as soldiers other than a saddlebag stuffed with worthless Confederate paper money. As our story begins, we see them mounted on a pair of sway-backed horses on the road leading to the capital of the territory. Their uniforms are ragged, their belts tightened to the last notches. I tell you, Hacks, all taint right. Taint just, that's what it ain't.
2: What do you want, Bolivar?
1: Look at us. Just look at us. Here we are, two of the finest soldiers that ever followed General Bob Lee. And we ain't got no food, no cash, no prospects. All we got is stomachs so plumb full of emptiness they like to bust. Yeah, and a sack of Confederate paper money. It'd be useful to build a fire with that we had something to cook when the fire was built. $5,000 worth of Jeff Davis paper money that won't buy a mess of beans.
2: Barbara, can't you think of nothing we can do to get something to eat? I'm powerful hungry.
1: You're hungry. So help me, Hexel, if I didn't get blisters riding bareback, I'd eat the saddle off General Sherman here. Hold on a second. Here comes a couple of fellas on white horses. They might lend us a hand.
2: One fella's mess.
1: I ain't particular. Hi there, stranger. Hello, soldier. Stop a minute. Oh, oh, soldier. Oh. oh, my fellow. Oh, there. Oh, General Sherman. Oh. General Sherman? Yeah, Yes, my horse. He kicked me once when he was in the cavalry, so I upnamed him after that Yankee.
2: He seen better
1: days. Mr. General Sherman was once one of the finest horses south of the Potomac. Jeb Stuart himself never rode a finer one. So you rode with Jeb Stuart? Sure did. Why, stranger, I was Jeb's right-hand man. Yeah, and I was his left. Come on, Bolivar. You might just as well try it once more. Maybe the masked fella and the engine ain't as known as they look. What do you want to ask me? Well, you see, we got our saddlebag full of paper money that we figured we might trade you for silver. Paper money? It's right handsome. Confederate money? Well, what if it is? It's still pretty looking. You can't spend Confederate money now. We found that out, stranger. Shucks, you knew that, eh? Well, Bolivar, I reckon we're going hungry again tonight. I declare, if I don't see food mighty soon, I won't recollect what to do with it. Maybe we may camp here. Yes, Tonto, this place is fine. Wouldn't you mind like to camp here with us? We've food enough to go around. Food? You mean vittles? The real thing? Yes. Mister, we'd be downright ossified without enough gratitude. Uh, tonto, Tonto, fix him. We'd be right glad to help you in any way we could, Injun, but... I'm afraid the sight of food would be so weakening, we wouldn't be worth much as helpers. You man might be able to get jobs if you have a lot of courage. Courage? Stranger, if the defender doesn't move like us, the South would have won the war. It'll mean work. Work? Gosh, Hexo, so. you hear that? Well, Bolivar, we can swallow our pride for our stomach's sake. Name a job, stranger. We got nerve and courage aplenty. There's been trouble collecting taxes in Los Palmas County. That's so. The ranchers are not in sympathy with the federal government. men who have been sent out to get the taxes haven't lived long. Oh, uh, gosh, Palmer, how bad do we need that job? Bad enough to take it. Wonder if we can get it. After we've eaten, I'll tell you how to reach the office of Mr. Bradley at Los Palmas. The boat ranger fed the two old veterans, then directed them to Clint Bradley. The masked man in front of mounted and rode ahead. That evening, they went to Bradley's home and took cover in the concealing shadows outside, (coughs) watching the two old men as they meet the tax commissioner. Yes? Your name, Bradley? Yes. Well, shake the hand of Bolivar Bates, that's me. And Hacksaw Hawkins, that's him. Glad to know you. What can I do for you? It ain't what you can do for us. It's what we hanker to do for you. We aim to collect the taxes. Mm. What's the matter? You want to leave this world? We need jobs. Most Palmer's people don't like paying taxes to the government. Take a look at what's left of our clothes, Bradley. Maybe we can talk the same kind of language them folks talk. Confederates, eh? And proud of it. Say, uh, you wouldn't want to change some shin plasters for cash, would you? No. If you're really serious about collecting the taxes, you're hired. Come inside, and I'll give you the list of names of what each man owes. The thought of a plan to aid Bolivar and Hacksaw in the collection of the taxes. The masked man had learned the route the two old soldiers would take, so he and Tonto rode ahead of them. There's the first stop they'll make, Tonto. Barnaby to Lee's ranch. Oh, we go there first. Yeah? Yes, and we'll have to make sure the old men aren't too far behind us. Mm-hmm. You take care of the horses, oh Silver. Oh, oh, oh boy, Connor, oh. take the horses around to the rear of the house. I'll meet you
4: there. Uh,
1: Tonto, Tonto, do. Bolivar and Hacksaw should be along soon. Then mm-hmm. mm-hmm. near. Then be here maybe two, three minutes. Very well. I'll meet you later then. Come, um, Silver. White collar. Who's there? Open the door, Lee. I want to talk to you. Well,
6: what oh, the...
1: will Don't move. What's this? Hold What do you think?
5: Oh, mercy.
6: Bobby! what the masked man wants. Stay right
1: where you are. Bring out your gold and silver. Oh,
6: Robert, Hurry. Robert,
1: you mean... Money. Robert. You have money here. You refuse to pay your taxes, so you must have money. I'll relieve you, a... woman. Yeah, hold on. Let's talk. I've uh, no right. time for talking. Bring out the cash.
6: I better get it, Barnaby. There ain't no sense
1: in trying to talk him out of robbing us. Yeah, yeah. You better get hold it. If... General Someone coming here. Maybe, maybe they'll save us. Listen to me, Lee. I'll be at the rear of the house. I'll keep you covered while those men are here. Betray me, and you can guess what will happen. Oh, my sakes, alive. lie. Come on, Hexel. Here's the first stop, and the door's wide open. I'm right with you, follower. Get rid of those men as soon as you can. Remember my warning.
6: want to be their soldiers. Southern
1: ones. Yeah, I see. We are... aim to walk right in, being as the door is open. If your name is Lee, we hanker to make some talk. Well, I'm, uh, I'm busy today. And I... so are we busy. That's why we don't hanker to spend much time here. Lee... You owe the government some tax money. Oh, and uh, here's papers signed by Mr. Bradley, which gives us the right to collect that same. Uh, that's the amount you owe, and here's my old persuader to see that you pay up. You, you two are tax collectors, Southerners. Yes, so, Lee. and we fit as hard as any ten men against the Yankees. Now, if we can sum up the collection of the taxes, by thunder, you can stand the paying of them. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'll pay him. Huh?
2: Here's the cash right here. Yeah,
1: we'll we pay the taxes, and don't go glad to do it. Well, fry me for a side of bacon. Uh, take the cash.
2: Take it all. Pay up my taxes for the next few years in advance. Now, don't you try no skin game. I hey, take the cash and welcome. Uh, just
1: give me a receipt for it. I'll, I'll mark my X right here, showing I got the cash. Uh, you fill in the amount yourself. My eyes ain't good. Hacks, I'll pick up that cash. Sure enough. There. And
2: uh, now I'm paid four years ahead. Uh, good luck to you, gents, and thanks for coming for that cash.
1: I still don't savvy, but I sure can see the cash.
2: I got the cash, Bolivar. Let's get going
1: before Mr. Lee changes his mind. Come on. Must be he's heard of us. And my downright determined look showed him. him. Wasn't no use arguing no, There ain't nothing to steal.
2: <laughs> Come on out, you stick-up man. Reckon that's the time I fooled you. Instead of you getting my cash, I paid up my taxes.
4: Where uh, is he,
5: Bonnie?
2: He went back here. I, I thought he'd be shooting me most
1: any second seeing what I was about to do. I hey you! Where are you? There
2: he goes. Look at him travel. An engine with him. Silver? He called that horse Silver, Martha. Great guns! Maybe I wasn't so smart after all.
1: The masked man carried down with his plans. He raced away from Lee's ranch only to join Tonto and drive to the next place where Bolivar and Hexall would call. There they again pulled as robbers. Don't make a move. Bring out it. your savings. I'll take the money you've been refusing to pay out in taxes for the last year. Yeah, but stranger... Bring it out. Someone coming here. Get rid of them as soon as you can. I'll be in the kitchen. Sure, I'll pay my taxes. There's the cash right there. go it, Bob. There's something wrong about this. But I'll be a 6 legged
2: calf if I can sell what it is.
1: There's my tax money. Take it and welcome to it. Thanks for coming. Hacksaw. I've never seen the like of it. Come on, Bill. Whenever Bolivar and Hacksaw called to collect the overdue taxes, they found the rancher surprisingly willing to pay. Men who had loudly claimed they'd never give the government its money turned over their cash to the two old soldiers without a word of protest. Bolivar and Hacksaw carried on for several days. We joined them as they make camp for the night. Nine-fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty. Nine hundred and eighty dollars. Now, Dad, Reddit, ain't that something magnanimous. I'm sure something. Why, Judge Bolivar, folks are downright scared out in their wits of us. Must be the steely look I get in my eyes. That ain't it, Hacksaw. It's the ring of determination in my voice that gets them. I never seen folks pay up like they been doing. We better get this cash back to Mr. Bradley before it gets too heavy for General Sherman to tote. Bollower, I've been having notions about that cash. What do you mean, Hacksaw? Wishing it was ours. Shucks, but all the same... Singing... Besides that, our horses ain't built for fast travel. Wonder if we'd have to be outlaws. We got paper money, ain't we? Hey? What's the matter with hiding the silver, Summers, and taking the Confederate plasters to Mr. Bradley? Mmm, I wonder if it'd work. Tell him that's all the Lost Palmas County folks had, so we had to take it. Hexall, maybe you've got a notion that it'd work. We had to take Confederate paper, didn't we? Sure we did. Why should we get stuck with it when we can pass it on and keep the silver for ourselves? By thunder, Hexall, we could do it. And we will. Bradley can't catch us because he won't never know. And none of the folks around here will be speaking to him. He wouldn't have reason to. They're too far away from his office. Besides that, they don't have no use for him because he's a Yankee. Hexaw, we've been honest men all our lives. But right here and now is where we change. We get dishonest and do it so slick
4: we won't never get catched.
1: The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
4: Behold my process.
0: Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loop Craig subscription box, yeah! For an exclusive loop! On surprises known to you door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy! ha! Ha ha ha! From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX Collectible Boxes, dude!
3: Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! Yeehoo!
0: To Loot Crate Box. What's with it today, huh? you're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
2: of light a cloud of death and a hearty high of silver and the Lone
1: Ranger. And now to continue our story. Bolivar and Hacksaw, two Civil War veterans, had collected nearly a thousand dollars in silver. They were tempted to keep the cash for themselves and turn over an equal amount in worthless Confederate money to the authorities. We see them now before the desk of Clint Bradley, the federal official in charge of the collection of taxes. This is Confederate money. Yep, yeah, that's what is, Mr. Bradley. But the folks we got it from was Confederate folks. Worthless! Now, ain't that a doggone shame? I sort of thought you'd be having a kind word for a couple of old gloots that done the best they knowed how in fulfilling your orders. I suppose it's not your fault. Boss, we just risk our lives into find the folks and making them pay up. I tell you, it won't easy. Maybe we'll raise some hard cash in the next calls we go up to make. I hope so. We figured we'd better tote in what we had. Yes, of course. Well, we'll get moving again. Old Jeb Stewart will tell you that Bolivar Bates and Hacksaw ain't men that give up. We are a couple of the most determined men that Come you... back when you've made some more collection. Yes, sir. Sure as thunder we will.
2: Come on, Barber.
1: Come on, Hacksaw, coming. Good day to you, Mr. Bradley. Goodbye and good luck. Paper money, Confederate money. This stuff won't pay the bills to run the government. Get up, Barber. Bradley. Eh? Huh? Oh, hello, my friend. Those two old men who just left I'm here. afraid your plan was a failure because the settlers didn't have silver money. They did have. But this year is the tax money those men just brought in. I know it. Well, hey, we put temptation in the way of two poor old men. What do you mean? They collected silver, but they hid it. What? It's hidden under a rock. They replaced it with their own worthless paper money. Why, those double-crossing one old woman, thieves? They are thieves at heart, Bradley. They stole. They, they took the money. They made a mistake, but it isn't too late to correct it. How? Show them that they'll have nothing to gain by what they did. And make use of them in collecting the rest of the Los Palmas County taxes. And let them steal more money? No, Bradley. You know that your regular collectors failed in every case. Yes. While Bolivar and Hacksaw made a collection in almost every place they went to. With your help. Nevertheless, where ratches had the cash, they <laughs> paid their taxes. Agreed. But what is your plan? Let Bolivar and Hacksaw carry on. Men? Then let them come in here with the rest of the taxes they've collected. And then what? Teach them a lesson they'll never forget. A lesson that will make them useful citizens in a country that needs good men. I don't have much hope for that, but I will listen to your plan. When the Lone Ranger left Bradley, he continued his earlier plan. He rode ahead of Bolivar and Hacksaw, stopping wherever ranchers owed tax money.
2: Come on, Silver!
1: Get along there, General Sherman. I darn Hacksaw, if I weren't a modest man, I'd be up not stuck up. By the way, we managed to get them taxes without so much as a complaint. What
2: gets me is the way folks sometimes thank us for the taking of the cash. Get it back, get along
4: now.
1: I never seen the like of it. That masked man wasn't no outlaw at all, Ma. He was here for no other reason than to make us pay the taxes. After several busy days, Oliver and Hacksaw had completed their collections. They returned to their camp, hid the gold and silver that had been paid them for taxes, and substituted worthless Confederate money once more. Then they mounted and rode again to Clint Bradley's office.
3: There's Mr. Bradley at the door. Thank goodness you gents are back safe. Come on in. Uh, we figured on.
1: What's the matter, Mr. Bradley? I've
3: been worried about you. You didn't meet any killers, did you? <laughs> Gosh, no.
1: Well, come in. Come inside. It's a good thing we've got some extra rooms here. You men are just two jumps ahead of a lot of trouble. Mm, golly,
3: now what?
1: You have the money? Uh, we uh, we got the saddlebags here. They got the paper money in them. Uh, still paper money?
4: Uh-huh.
1: Well, it isn't the money I'm worried about.
3: I'd hate to be the cause of the death of two men like you. The, the what? Death. yes. yes. Where it come here, there's a chance that the Lost Palmas people are angry at the way you made them pay the taxes. They're likely to come here
1: looking for you. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, we'll just turn this cash over and hightail it away from here. There's a list of the names and the money each is paid. Yes. Too bad that it's all Confederate money. I'd hope we could pay you your commissions in silver. Well, being as you got that paper, I reckon we'll have to be satisfied with some of the same for our pay. Too bad. A man can buy this money for about ten cents on the dollar.
2: We ain't meant to complain, though.
1: Now, if you leave us going... And... I couldn't think of letting you risk your lives. You'll have to wait until tomorrow before you leave. Till tomorrow? Yes. If you started out now, you might meet the ranchers heading this way. Tomorrow I'll send a guard with you. Uh, but, okay. Mr. Bradley, we could head north. Old General Sherman is the headnest horse he ever seen when he heads north. No. The responsibility for your lives rests with me. Now, you stay here for tonight. I have a room where to be quite safe. Tomorrow we'll see about getting you away
3: from here.
2: But Dad, rat right at Mister Bradley. You I men are
1: my responsibility.
2: No, no we don't I mean, can't no, shirk my duty. I know. I just but...
1: come right in here, and I'll show you where you can sleep, and I'll see that your meals are brought to you. Hang it, hacksaw! We ain't no choice. Look here, Bradley. Bradley we... I'll protect you if I have to use a gun to put you in your bedroom. Hey, this year looks like a jail to me. Look at them bars on the window. They won't get at you here, and we won't get at nothing while we're in here. Not even sunlight. Cheer up! It's only for one night. If you'd committed a crime, you'd spend years here. Then you'd have something to complain about. You ain't going to Law Casino, are you? Of course. How else could I be sure you'd be safe? You're treating us just like prisoners. Cheer up. It won't be for long. Well, by thunderation, if this ain't a fine kettle of fish we got into. Bob, I don't like what he said about being crooked and staying here for years. How thunder to think I felt about it. If them ranchers get here and tell him they paid him silver instead of paper money... We will stay here. We'll never see the light of that it. That ain't yet. the worst of it. Did you hear what he said about being able to buy the shin plasters for a dime a dollar's worth? He knows, Bolivar. There ain't no two ways about it. Mr. Bradley knows it. shows you both. And then even if he don't know, look at what happened. Huh? Just suppose he does leave us go tomorrow with the guard to see us to the north. Dad Bradley, we won't have no chance to get that silver. Oh, go I never thought of that. Hacksaw, we are just a couple of plain and fancy doggone fools and digits. We ain't cut out for crime, Bolivar. Excellent. Mr. Bradley's opening the door to the office inside. Maybe he'll have grub first. I get your bread and water do all right with me. Yeah he is. Mm. Morning, gents. Did you sleep good? When we slept, but we slept darn little. I never slept a wink. These jails are awful. Well, step out. Your horses are ready and you can head north. You mean that? Sure. I guess that was just a scare about the ranchers. There ain't been no more word from them. And we're free to travel? Yeah, of course. Is there any reason why you shouldn't be free? Jumping juniper.
2: Look at all the silver piled on that
1: desk. Oh, that. <laughs> yes, I'm counting it. Well, there's a sizable sum there. Must be close to a couple of thousand dollars. Mm, wh- Where did it come from? Just an affair of the government, that's all. Oh, there's that redskin. Hello there, Tarno. Oh. He brought some of that silver in. Oh. Wh- uh, where'd he get it? Now, gents, don't get curious about the business of the government. You got your commission on the tax collection. In paper money? That's what you brought me. Oh, but, Mr. Bradley, we... Uh, that is, uh, it's no good for spending. I know it. But you and those who gave you the tax money and paper expect the county bills to be paid with it. Well, good luck to you, gents. Reckon we'd be needing it. Come on, Hexel. Come on, Bolliver. Goodbye. Bye. Dad ratted old Hacksaw be silly at a man's meal. Let's get for a hiding place as fast as them horses can take us. Yeah, let's have a fast. Get along now, General Sean. Get along. Oh, hold that. There's a hiding place. Uh, Get to the ground. and Dig up under that rock as fast as you can. Uh, Come on, Axelor. Give me a hand. Hello there. How's the masked man. Hi, stranger. How did you make out with the tax collections? Well, we made out... But we got paper money. Confederate money that ain't no good. Yeah, so that's what we was paid our commission with. And Dad ratted all mister. We still ain't got no cash to spend. Are you sure you were paid in Confederate money? Well, uh, we... uh, I once uh, heard of tax collectors who thought they could put one over on the government. Huh? They hid the silver they collected and turned in Confederate money. They they did? Yes, but they were sorry for it. There are several kinds of men in the world.
2: What do you mean by that?
1: Sometimes men turn crooked without being crooks at heart. Those men can be made to see their mistake and changed into worthwhile citizens. The West needs that kind of men. Yeah, I reckon so. Other men are naturally bad. They don't take advantage of the second chance that's given them to make good. They're the kind who spend all their lives in jail or end up at the end of a rope. But what's all this to do with us, mister? You men were tax collectors. I hope you were good ones because I got you that job. If you fell down on it, it would betray the trust I put in you. Oh. Oh. By the way, did you see anything of my Indian friend? Yeah, we seen him this morning in Mr. Bradley's office. Well, well, I'll join him there. Come on, Silver. That's What you make of what he said? What to make of it, Balder? But I was darn uneasy when he was saying it. Doggone it! I wish we hadn't turned crook. Well, we did, and we better get that silver cash and head north. Come and help me load it. Yeah, no. Hexal. What's the matter? It's gone. What? Our silver ain't here. Someone's took it. I bet that masked man got it. That's why he was here. He's seen us hiding it, I bet. Oliver, I'm dull-witted and slow-thinking, but by dern, it's finally got through my head that the silver we seen on Bradley's desk was that same silver that we had hid here. And we got swindled out of our commission. Hacksaw saws as plain as the nose on your face. They know we tried to swindle them, and they wanted us to know it. Yeah, and we lost our commissions for doing that same. No, we had it coming. We ain't cut out for crooks. Now, all we can do is chaw that stale grub that's in our saddlebags, if that's still there, and let it be a darn good lesson. Why, I. Oliver! Don't tell me we ain't even stale bread left. What's that look on your face for? What it? There's something in the saddlebag. What is it? Silver cash. Money. Hard cash. Wait. Here's something else. A bullet. 45. Hacksaw, this your bullet is of silver. Get it? Did you get it? Why, it's sort of confusing. Remember what the masked man said? He got the silver, he turned it in, and put our commission into the saddlebag in cash. Yes, so. And the silver bullet to let us know who he was. Silver bullet? Horse named Silver? The Lone Ranger's given us a chance to go straight, Hacksaw. I don't hanker to see no jail again. We are going straight. I'll say!
2: Come on, fellow, there's trouble ahead. I O
1: The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
1: Tales are told of the old frontier days. The mysterious phantom figure of the plains is certain to be mentioned. Astride his horse, Silver, he fought crime throughout the western United States. The deeds of the masked rider of justice have never been recorded in the written pages of history, but the memory of his exploits will last as long as the memory of the early west itself. And now, return with us once more to the thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come
2: along, Silver Old Fellow. There's trouble on Colonel Barber's ranch. Waiting for
1: us. I'll away. Away. Old Colonel Marbury retired from Army life to take up ranching. But wounds suffered during his military career made it difficult for him to get around. His chief interest was his daughter Betty, and his main hope was to see her happily married. When Bart Benson arrived, with credentials showing him to be the son of one of the colonel's friends in the east, he was made welcome. As the weeks went by, Benson took over more and more of the duties of the ranch, relieving the colonel, who was almost a cripple. As our story begins, we see Colonel Marbury and his daughter in the ranch house. I sort of hoped you'd get to like Lieutenant Benson real well, Betty. He's an army man, and I was his dad's best friend.
6: I don't know why he still calls himself a lieutenant. He's not in the army now.
1: Well, honey, same reason folks still call me colonel, I suppose. But tell me, how do you like it? Mm,
6: he's all right, I
1: suppose. That's the ticket. That's what I like to hear. I was talking to him this afternoon. We had quite a session. Yes? Yes, sir. He didn't figure on staying around here for more than a couple of days when he arrived, but I persuaded him to stick. He's a big help to me.
2: Mind if I come in?
1: Oh, Bart, come on. Come on in. I was just speaking about you, son. Yeah?
6: Mind if I go to my room, Paul?
1: Hey? Well, Don't I. Don't let me drive you out, Miss Betty. You're not. Girls are funny, ain't they, Colonel? Hmm. I don't know why Miss Betty don't seem to like me. Oh, she learned to like you. It takes time. I hope you made your, your mind stick around, Benson. Well, I wouldn't like to make myself a
2: burden, but if you
1: feel I can help you... For God's sake, yes. Ain't you helped me plenty already?
2: Being a soldier instead of a cowhand, men don't like to do
1: what I tell them. I give you leave to fire them that wouldn't take orders. I know. Did you do it? couple of them. That foreman of yours resents my being here, though. Lem?
4: Mm-hmm. Let him.
1: Any time he and you can't get along, then he can go. That's the way I feel about it. Reckon he'll be telling things about me. What sort of things? Mm, I don't know. He's been saying things to the men, though. Like as not, he'll come to you next. That don't sound like Lem. Why don't it? I've known him ever since I come here. He's never said a thing that ain't true. To the best of your knowledge. Hey, See here, Benson. You seem to know things about Lynn Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Think he'd lie about you just because he resents your being here? Colonel, you've been in the Army. You've been around men. You ought to know that a man will go to most any lengths when he's spurred by jealousy or fighting to hold his job or his girl. His girl? Just so. You better ask Miss Betty about that. Well, I never suspected anything of that sort. I didn't think you did. Betty! I'd assume you didn't tell her that I said anything. She'll know where I heard it anyhow, so what's the difference? Betty, I want to see you. Yes, Paul. Come in here. Yes? What's this about you and Lem, the foreman? I don't
6: know. What is that about
1: him? You in love with him?
6: <laughs> I'm not in love with anyone. He love you? No, he hasn't said so.
1: So you don't figure on telling me anything, eh?
6: Pa, there's nothing to tell.
1: That ain't true.
6: Pa, do you mean you don't believe me?
1: I want to know about you and Lem. I won't have you fall in love with a man as old as him, and as unlikely to ever amount to anything.
6: I never had any idea of falling in love with
1: him. I'm taking the word of a soldier. Well,
6: there might be good and bad soldiers, the same as anything else. Trouble with you, Paul, is that you've let yourself be hoodwinked and blinded by the smooth talk of Mister Benson. Betty, Don't well, I... you bury me. Ever since you came here, you've been making trouble. You fired some of our best hands, and got the rest of mad at you they're ready to leave. They've
1: been replaced. And so can anyone else who don't agree with the way I do things. Bart is going to have charge of the ranch.
6: Paul, you're going stark, staying crazy.
1: I know what I'm doing. He's a soldier.
6: Well, he's a poor one. He's lied about me and lied about Lem. And you're believing him against those you've known to be truthful all their lives.
1: Bart is in charge, and things will be like he says. Hey, Benson. What do you want here, Butch? That foreman, Lem. What about him? He's quit. Read off so mad he ain't even stump for his pay.
6: Lem, gone? Yes, sir. There. Now do you see, Paul? The best man you've ever had here. And this cheap sidewander has made him leave.
1: Let him. It ain't my fault, Colonel, if he can't take orders.
6: And that grinning, gape, and sneak-faced butch. That's the style of men that are around here now. The kind that'll lick the boots of a conceited slicker like Bart Benson just to hold a job. No self-respecting rancher would hire him. They'd be crooks, only they ain't even a nerve for that. That'll do. If you're done right, it'll do. It's more than I can stand. Now that even you have fallen for the slick tongue rat, I'm leaving my own self. Betty? I mean it. Go to your room. I said I was leaving.
1: Benson, have the men stand guard around the house. See that Betty don't get out. Yes, sir. You heard that, Butch. And the boys stand guard. All right, Benson. I'll see you in a few minutes. Right. Now, Betty, you just try and get away and see what he gets you. I'm
6: making me a prisoner in my own house. Well, we'll see about that. Oh, Betty, now oh, wait a minute. Wait on I on don't know what's oh, happened before that he'd be so taken in. <laughs> oh, that snake, Senorita. Oh, Jaquita. I wonder if. I wonder if you're still my friend. See, si, Senorita. <laughs> I, ah, your friend all time, I never forget how you saved my brother one time, when the law would hang you. Do not cry. Well, it's, it's just that I'm so mad and I can't do nothing else. They're going to keep me prisoner here, Takeda, right here in my own house, and I won't stay. We talk it over, huh? Even, even Lem, the one man I knew I could count on. He's left. Left? Yes. Yeah. rode away not even stopping to speak to me. Who tell you he has left? One of those sneaking men that Benson hired. Oh. Chiquita, what is it? That, that is not the truth. What? No, Senorita. He did not leave like that. What do you mean? What do you know about it? Chiquita see many things. I see men go ride on the plane. One of them, he is Lem. Yes? Soon there is the fight and two come back. One, he never come back. That one is Lem. He... he was murdered? See, si. Then, Chiquita, I must get away from here. If that thief Bart Benson will do a thing like that, and, and he must have been the one who arranged it, then he would do anything. He might even kill my father. Say, Norita, you must get away. You must ride someplace where you will be safe. But I can't get out of the house. It's being guarded. Perhaps we find the way. We shall see. <laughs>
1: A thing, Benson. Just like what you said. Good. That removes the last chance of anyone squealing on us. Yeah. It's his own tough luck. His ears were so big they heard more and was healthy. Yeah. Now be sure the girl don't get away. I will. There ain't a chance of her escaping. Our taking over the range depends on me marrying her. Savvy? Sure. After she's my wife, it won't matter much what happens to the old man. He can die off. Anytime he wants. (laughs) And maybe we can help the matter along some. (laughs) No reason why not. Set. Horses. Something's going on with the corral. Come on.
2: We'll see who's there. Stand where you are. Don't make a move or I'll shoot. The girl. It's a girl. Grab her. Uh, I got her. Not so fast, there, Miss Betty. Hold her. Hold her. I got her. Thought you'd try and run away, huh? Ah, Yeah, Michael. What do you mean by this, Teddy? Thought she'd
1: run away like you are threatened, huh? Stubborn as a mule. She won't open her mouth. I'm
2: taking you back inside your father. I have a side of explaining to do to him for disobeying orders.
1: Sides, it ain't wise for a girl like you to be riding off alone this hour of the night. When you hankered to ride, just let the boss know. You'll see you get the proper escort.
6: Fool, pig. What the?
2: This ain't
1: Betty. No,
6: I am not the senorita, you fool. For why you stop me? Well,
1: ain't Betty's clothes. Where did
2: you get them?
6: The senorita gave them to me. Is it business of yours? Not that.
2: Hey, boss. There's Betty. She's getting away.
6: You fool. Stop.
2: Stop or I'll shoot Get out
6: We can't let her escape. Get horses.
2: Come on, Butch. Get horses. And get going.
6: <laughs> she's got away. Our scheme, she worked. You little
2: spitfire. You stalled us to give her a chance to get away. To
6: be sure. And I hope the Señorita she never comes back.
2: I'll deal with you later. Hurry up, Butch. Get after her. Get moving. Here's the horse for you, boss. We'll overtake her inside of fifteen minutes. Yeah, of here.
1: Marbury urged her horse to a dangerous speed across flames broken by gopher holes. Behind her thundered the horses of Bart Benson and Butch. It was only a matter of time until the stronger horses of the two men would overtake Betty's smaller mount. The men knew it and rode steadily in
2: pursuit. There's in sight. That's all we need to do. Ain't but a matter of time, Benson. Her horse can't keep that pace for long. I know that pain is hers. Blame, fool. How'd you ever think to get away with this sort of trick? We're closing in on her. Get up there! Come on, get up! Get up! Get up! Get up, get up. Hey, Brandy! You better stop! There ain't no use keeping on! Oh, get on. Get me. We've as good as got you now! Come on, Fort, faster! Come, on get, come, on, get Keep come on. on, get up! Get up! Keep on the it's the same. Who's that coming in from the west? I know! He's heading Betty off! Don't let him do it! Judah, Bill! Don't let him get her! Go shoot the girl! Come on, get up before that man does! Come
4: on, boy. Get up there. Get up there. Come on, boy. Get up
2: there. Come on. Get up. Get up there. Get up. Get up there. Oh, help me. Help. Help me, stranger. They're after me.
1: The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Sloan Ranger drama.
0: Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media.
1: Now to continue our story. A man calling himself Bart Benson took over the management of Colonel Marbury's ranch, secretly killed the foreman, and planned to marry the colonel's daughter, which would make the ranch his own and the colonel's death. Betty, however, escaped and was rescued by the lone ranger from Benson's pursuit. The masked man took Betty to his camp and heard her story. So that's how things stand at the ranch?
6: Yes. I told you everything in spite of the fact that you're an outlaw.
1: Why do you think that?
6: The engineer traveled with him, and that man... I'm
1: not an outlaw. No. Him not outlaw. Him good friend.
6: He proved a better friend than my own father. That's why I've been willing to trust you, stranger.
1: I can't understand your father's manner.
6: You could if you knew him. Why? Father went to West Point. He was in the army most of his life. His best friend was a man named Benson, the father of his, this good-for-nothing part. Paul would take the word of a soldier over and above everything
1: else. I see.
6: But if you let me borrow a horse to let me get somewhere, I'll go on my way.
1: Have you any idea of where you're going?
6: Mm, what's the difference? I can't go back home again.
1: But I don't... know. What is it, of? Maybe Tonto got an idea? An uh, idea? How long Bart Keller at ranch?
6: It's been about six weeks. Why? Oh.
1: Sato, I know what you're thinking about. Uh, how big Bart Feller? How, how big? Is he as tall as I am?
6: No, a couple of inches shorter.
1: Is he heavily built?
6: He's downright skinny. Do you know him? No. Then what was you asking? Maybe
1: Tonto go there, see what color looked like, huh? Do that, Tonto, and Betty will return with you.
6: No, I won't do that. I can't ever go back there.
1: Very well, and there's nothing we can do. But
6: don't you see? If I go back there now, I'll, I'll be treated worse than ever. My own father's turned against me, and and Chiquita, there's no telling what those men will do with her.
1: For that reason alone, you must go back there. You told me there'd been a murder.
6: Yeah, poor them.
1: Betty, you're shirking the punishment of Lem's killers, the life of Chiquita, depends on you. Yes, And yes. perhaps the life of your own father. But he... He is making a mistake. But is that a reason for you to leave him when he needs you to show him his mistake? Go back there and agree to anything. Tonto will be close at hand in case you need him. That, Tonto? Me. Tonto. Just shout, and he'll be close enough to hear you. In the meantime, let me see what we can find. But
6: tell me what you're going to do. Ride
1: to an army post. Oh. Check up on a few things, and then come to that ranch. Get your horse ready, Tonto. You're going to take Betty back. Oh. Accompanied by Tonto, the Lone Ranger's faithful Indian companion, Betty returned to the ranch. Her father was furious at her action, but Betty attempted an explanation.
6: I just wanted to show you that you couldn't keep me prisoner. Now I've showed you, I'm satisfied.
1: Hmm. But who was this man who carried you away?
6: What did Bart Benson say about him?
1: All he could tell was that he rode a white horse and a fast one.
6: He thought outlaws were chasing me, that's all, Paul. When he found they were our own hands and learned the truth, he sent me back.
1: Well, you are back. Now, I hope you're satisfied.
6: Paul, we just lost our heads and both said things we didn't mean. Let's start all over again.
1: I, I didn't mean to be harsh with you, Betty. But the idea of you and Lem... Lem's d- gone
6: now. Don't that show that he didn't care much about me? Reckon so. Maybe you were wrong about Lem and maybe I was wrong in the same way I sized up Bart Benson.
1: Betty, he's a lieutenant in the Army. At least he was before he got out. I know. I admit there's times twenty ain't all he might be. But the boy must be all right or he wouldn't have been an officer. Sure. I'd sure like to see you think serious about him
6: I might think serious of him, Paul If if what? If uh, his men didn't try and punish Chiquita For helping me escape
1: I'll speak to him about that I'll see that Chiquita don't get punished now
6: Good You are, dear, when, when Bart isn't around to influence you
1: Now get to bed There's been too blame much excitement for one evening
6: Act the part, see, señorita, and pray for that masked man to help us. What is that? Huh? Masked man? Yes. Why? And an Indian, you say? His name is Tonto. Yes. Señorita, señorita, it will be all right. You wait and see.
1: I bet he obeyed Chiquita's advice. The Lone Ranger raced through the night toward the army post to the east. There he hoped to gain information that would serve his purpose.
2: Come on, silver boy! I'll all day. All day.
1: Little happened for the next few days, remaining in hiding, was secretly supplied with food by Betty. In the meantime, she adopted a more friendly attitude toward Benson, who was deceived by her seeming change of heart. It is night as our next scene opens. Benson is standing alone beside the corral, awaiting the return of Butch, who has gone to the house with a message for Betty. I'm
2: yeah, well, for a showdown. Looks like Butch's coming back now.
1: Right here, Butch? Yeah, it's me. I told the girl you wanted to see her here at the corral. Coming? She wanted to know what it was about. I didn't tell her. She'll be along in a minute as soon as she puts a wrap on. The horse is saddled and ready? Yep. All set and waiting. Good enough. She may put up a fight, but it won't get her no place. When we're on the way to town, I'll tell her she'd better go through with the wedding for her own answer. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, me and the rest will see if the colonel don't make trouble. That's the idea. Maybe the girl won't put up no fight at all. I hope she doesn't. But if she
2: does, it won't help her any. It's high time we were married.
1: I'll oh, be in complete control, especially when the colonel dies off. Yeah. <laughs> and that won't be long. There she comes. we meet the rest of the boys and see that they don't interfere. Right. I'll attend to things.
6: Why couldn't you come to the house, Bob, if what you had to say was so important?
1: Well, Betty, the truth is, uh, this is where we had to start from. The horses are waiting for us.
6: Horses? For what?
1: We're going to town to get married. Tonight? No. With your father's consent, and he figured this would be the best way. I don't believe it. Hold on, now, buddy. Take your
6: hand off my arm.
1: No, we're heading for town.
6: God, listen to me. I, I'll tell you what we'll do. Well? Wait a few days. Let me get ready. I must get a lot of clothes fixed up Oh, so
1: and... you do care about me, huh? Well, that's all that's needed. I'll get married tonight. No, no. Yep. What's the difference? Maybe you're just stalling for time to give you another chance to run away.
6: Let me go. Come on. Paul! He
2: won't be interested in helping
1: you. I don't want
6: to marry you. I won't marry you. You've got
2: nothing to say about it. Stop your struggling. Tonto,
6: help!
2: Me stop him? Who's this? Get him, you! You. Thanks,
6: Tonto. Look so
2: out, Tonto. There's
6: others coming. Hey, Butch, get that rat. We're you. coming. We're
2: coming. Me, fix them, you. Tonto, they've got guns. Be careful. Don't let them use us. Hang, Hang on. Him. I got them. Hang on. I'll
4: get
2: a rope on them. Don't you try and get away. Let go me. Him.
6: Let me. go, you rat. Let Hold me go. On. Let right. me go. He must have me. Come on. Help. Help. I'm
2: in the way you there. You're coming. Yes, sir. The Indians make a trouble. Come on. Stay back. I'll have that gun. We'll take your care. Do what the law says. Drop the gun, Steve All right. all right, Are you Tonto? Me, all right.
6: Sure. the engine was helping me. Bart Benson tried to make me go away with him.
1: Bart Benson, huh? Is that Lieutenant Benson of the cavalry? That's hey, me. You better take orders from me. I'm in charge of this outfit now. Yeah? What's the colonel say about that? He'll tell you. Can you prove that you're Lieutenant Benson? Of course I can. Well, we want to see that proof, Benson. Came here for that reason. Deputy, you go along with Benson till he gets his proof, then bring him to the
2: house. Right. I'll get my credentials on the way to the house. If you want to see him? I'll
4: show him to you.
1: Benson went after his credentials, confident that Colonel Marbury would defend him and go on with the plans for the marriage. We see Benson after he'd joined Betty, the sheriff, the masked man, and Tonto in the living room of the ranch house. Colonel Marbury is speaking. I don't know what's behind it, Bart, but the lawman here seems to want proof of who you are. Well, I can supply that same. There you are, Sheriff. Take a look and then clear out.
6: But, Father, I don't want to marry Bart. You won't force me
1: to. I... Let's get rid of the lawman and this masked man before we discuss that, Betty. Well, you satisfied with that proof? Yep, I'm satisfied. Step forward, deputy. Right. Lieutenant Benson, I put you under arrest for the murder of Private Simmons and affecting your escape from military prison. You what?
2: I'll take that, Oh, John. wait, you can't do
1: this. Murder. Here's the warrant to back it. The masked man brought it to me.
0: I'm just serving
1: it. I just it isn't I, it. I can't believe it. The son of my old friend. You can't take me in for murder. Let me explain. Explain to a court martial. I'm not Bart Benson. Oh, what? Do you hear that? I'm not. Butch and Steve and half a dozen other men around here can prove it. you ain't Bart Benson, then who are you? Bill Slade is my real name. I I found Benson. Found him dead. Seen his credentials and a letter from you, Colonel. My boys are with me, they'll back up what I say. I ain't done no murder. You came here as an imposter.
2: Yeah, anyone would have done the same.
1: Anyone that's as ornery as you might do the same. Oh, please, please don't take me to jail. Very well, Slade. We knew you weren't Bart Benson. But the only way to convince the colonel was to make you admit it yourself. Then then I won't have to go back with the law. Not for Benson, done. you won't. But you'll go back for what Bill Slade done. What? Chiquita saw the murder of Lem. Murder? Lem? Yep. And we already have the confession from Butch and Steve. Got that as soon as we faced them rats with a charge. You hired him for that job because
2: Lem knew who you were.
1: I still can't believe Bart Benson would commit a murder. Take the killer out, Sheriff. you have all you want.
2: Yep. Come on, oh, Slade. Come come
1: me go get horse ready, huh? Yes, Tonto. I'll be right along.
6: Oh, stranger, how can I thank you? I I thought you'd be late in getting here. But oh,
1: guess who is this man? Colonel, Tonto and I found Lieutenant Benson and also found that his credentials had been stolen. We came this way to try and find the man who stole them. Did Slade kill him? No. He killed himself. He... he did? He brought dishonor on his company. He didn't mean to kill the guard in making his escape, but he did so. When he learned that the man had died, he took his own life and left a note. That note was all there was. The only reason this fellow Slade didn't take the note was because he overlooked it in his hurry to get away with Benson's other papers.
6: Uh I feel sorry for the real Lieutenant Benson.
1: My my old friend's son, but Colonel he did die like like a soldier. Heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting PhoenixMedia.us forward slash Silver Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes theater, Excelsior!